We open to a drop of water falling from a thorny bramble. We pan to see the bramble along with patches of lichen over a large granite wall. Torchlight flickers and a silhouette appears, kneeling before another much larger silhouette. A loud crack echoes and the kneeling silhouette tumbles onto the ground. We turn from the wall to see a large male orc wearing a familiar ruby demon mask. He is shirtless and wears a scarlet triad cloak wrapped around his waist. He flicks the whip in his hand, showering droplets of blood on the stone floor. At his feet, we see a thin and battered Akire wearing torn and filthy rags. Had enough then, boy, or would you like another go? Kiri starts to mutter, but is cut off from another blow from the whip. The demon-masked orc raises the whip once more. Master Rondu! In the shadows approaches a cloaked figure in an alabaster lion mask. Trailing behind him is a female knoll, dressed in pirate garb. An old scar, done by some sort of claw, stretches across the left side of her face, leaving a milky white eye in its center. I hope you're not damaging any goods, says the lion-masked man. Course not. This one's here just taking a bit longer to break in. Well, this one here has been chosen by the High Master. This runt? What would the High Master want with some Akujai savage? It's not my place to know what the High Master desires only to acquire it. Though he did mention that he had finally found the weapon. Look, there must have been some sort of confusion, and regardless, I've already got a bio for him. He's really got a thing for Mwangi types. Master Rondu, our organization has never failed the High Master, and we will not begin now. Ah! A bound Akira charges at the two masked men. Rondu flicks the whip again, catching Akira's ankle and yanking him down into a brutal punch to the ribs. Akira gasps and falls back to the ground, doubling over in pain. Like I was saying, this one's nothing special. A burst of searing golden light blasts through the orc's chest, and the lion-masked man shields his eyes. A moment later, the darkness of the room creeps back in as quickly as it is left and he lowers his hand. Before him, Rondu lies sprawled out, a gaping, singed hole in his chest, his mask fallen to reveal his face, frozen in shock. The lion-masked man turns to Akire, staggering to his feet. His eyes emit a golden light and sparks dance across his outstretched hand. He takes one step forward, and suddenly the light fades from his eyes and he slumps to the ground unconscious. The lion-masked man stands over him. What does the High Master want with you? 
He ponders, then turns to face the knoll. She tries to hide her shock, but he notices the slight tremble of her left hand. He walks over to Rondu's body, casually retrieves the ruby demon mask and extends it to her. Master Laslun, have this elf brought to my ship immediately. Laslun takes the outstretched mask in her hand, admiring it. The lion masked man walks back into the shadows and we watch as Laslun slides the ruby demon mask over her face and we fade to black. Yo, dude. Sheesh. What? <clears throat> what? There's so much. We haven't had a cold open in so long. That, I know. I think I said this in like episode 25, but that was a cold chance. That was boiling, scorching hot. I'm <laughs> singed. My eyes, my ears. Just a couple of quick announcements before diving into this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. I have in my hand the very first cast, polished, and inked mega D20 that's going to be shipped out to our very first refer-a-friend patron. Uh, if you want to snag one of these, they they actually turned out beautiful. We're going kind of for like a granity, a dark granite look uh, with our bronze ink uh, that is so famous in our new logo. So it definitely looks like a a, a piece from our logo, if you will. Um, rolls incredible. Uh, there's so much weight to it, so it feels really good to roll it. Um, you can snag yourself one of these if you are a, a patron and uh, you have friends. I've talked to many of you with some friends that might be interested in. Just push forward. Push through get some effort and it's time to join we're almost at our goal we're very excited to get there uh and these d20s will be on their way to you if you can successfully snag some more snag your friends bring your friends along for the ride and get those benefits rolling uh all the way from our basically more podcast to free merch items so uh we're very excited to have these up and ready they just turned out gorgeous and we're ready to ship them off to you all we have an announcement regarding our Bangarang Gang, our Starfinder show. We're going to be switching those release days uh, to Thursdays. So um, we're going to have uh, the very first Thursday of the month. Uh, patrons will have access to that on the Basically More podcast. Uh, and the uh, following week, we'll have that up on the Bangarang Gang feed. So if you are a listener of that show, uh, be expecting those on Thursday. And the reason why we're trying to switch this around is because when by the time we get our third show up, our Delta Green show 
that if we hit our Patreon goal, uh, we'll be releasing uh, on uh, the basically more podcast. Uh, we want to start spacing things out. We understand that uh, releasing a lot of content, a pre-pod, Starfinder, uh, the, uh, uh, our basically good show, and then potentially one more show is just a little bit overwhelming. Uh, and if you are somebody who likes to listen through uh, throughout the week, this will give you a way to kind of pace yourself a little bit uh, with some basically good content. So that will be happening next month. So keep your eye on Thursdays is when they're going to be released from now on. Uh, we have some new items that are going to be coming to our shop over the next few weeks that are going to be uh, uh, available for you all. We're very excited. Uh, we'll be sharing what those are here in the next few days. They should be on their way this week, according to our quote, but uh, we will let you know. So keep your eyes on uh, our social media and our discord uh, for more updates on that. Uh, we have some glorious artwork that is currently in the works for both the Basically Good podcast as well as our new Delta Green show. We're very excited to share those with you all. They are in the works and we should have those finished copies here. Uh, one of them in the next week or so and the other one, which is a rather large piece, we have no idea. It could be a month or two, but we're it's getting started. Is it, is it in the works? And we are excited to share that with you here soon. Um, and finally, let's give it up for our patron of the week. None other than Connor from Arkansas. Connor is a longtime fan of the show. He's currently up to date with everything. Uh, was actually one of our uh, consultants for our Delta Green one shot uh, operation golden ticket. And uh, with that, we had uh, he's he's in med school right now. So we were able to get a lot of uh, juicy, disgusting things that we can put in the, the um, actual one shot itself. I know Chance worked with him on that. Uh, so, Connor, thank you always for being available to chat with uh, regarding just a few special projects, uh, as well as your support so far and for chatting away in the discord day in and day out. We thank you so much for uh, um, your excitement for the show, for what we do, and for your backing. It means the world. Um, so thank you again to Connor from Arkansas. That is all the announcements that I have for today. Please enjoy this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. We open to find our heroes at sunset in the Silver City. Outside a large, ornate silvery granite building. Architecture looks like a mix of human and elven design, and we see in or ornate letters carved above this archway in both elven and common, Lady Decor's School for Girls. In front of you guys, you see there are five doors, each labeled something different. Next to the door, there appears to be some type of bell. And on the placard, it says deliveries, parents, pupils, instructors, and finally one that says visitors. I believe Frizzig is still unconscious. Yes. In Urkel's arms. Mm. Aaron and Clary badly wounded. We see the recently rescued Alinda tear-streaked face next to Nolly, who has fashioned her apron into a makeshift sling for her dislocated arm. Nolly walks over, pulls, rings the bell for visitors from a braided silver cord 
and you guys hear a pleasant and soft chime ring out from somewhere behind the door. And only a few moments later, you see a well-dressed half-elf woman open it and look at you all. And she holds her hand to her mouth in a gasp and says, my. She looks at Nolly with a familiar glance. She says, come, come with me. She steps back and opens the door. I want to say it's all pretty somber, right? <clears throat> I don't feel like, at least Urkel's not saying much at this point. Like it's mm-hmm. just looking like just following orders. I think there is a moment when the door opens. Like I think from just my own emotion at the end of last session, I know there was kind of this weird fear that I had that mm-hmm. the school for girls was overtaken. So I think there is this little bit of like, Tense shoulders are dropped whenever yeah, she comes to the true. door and it's and it's not empty, you know, or it's not like there's not more knights to fight or whatever. So broken tables and stuff. Absolutely. Right, 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 right. The woman brings you guys to an octagonal sitting room. And there's comfortable furniture and fragile tables laden with refreshments. And it's a bit It's a bit odd, I would think, of seeing how bloodied and rough you guys are to be in such a, like, quaint and cozy setting with, like, tea and crumpets and things like that. Um, And you guys, but she brings you in. This is, like, the visitor, like, meeting area. And Nolly says, Arlethi, we, uh, we need to be, we need to get this one to the infirmary. He's, he's bad, Bench, bad shape. She says, wait here. I will notify Mr. Kerr at once. And she kind of rushes down the corridor. You hear her like shoes clicking against the stone. And you guys are just in this awkward, maybe five minutes of sitting in this room or standing. I think, I, I think any, I'm stacking. Anything. On the crimpets. <laughs> Urkel is going to spend two minutes max looking for some sort of fabric, like a towel or maybe his coat that's not bloodied to put on the chair so he doesn't get it dirty just from habit. Like <laughs> wants to sit on, just protect protect yeah. the furniture a little bit. Just like, and it, maybe it's a little bit of shock even like seeing Frizz in such bad shape. It's like, I gotta, yeah. gotta protect the furniture, gotta protect the furniture, you know, just like. Stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it's like a weird yeah, thing Calarius, to focus on that you just get fixated right, on because right. you don't know what else to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm like not even gonna sit. I think I'm leaning on my spear, kind of, like have it like down on the ground, like a walking staff, um, until we can kind of get cleaned up. Out of respect, I agree. Yeah. And I'm I am definitely snacking <clears throat> on those crimpets, though. That that is for sure. <laughs> You guys hear the clicking of more footsteps down the hall, and you turn to see Arlethi, the woman that you saw before, accompanied by two younger-looking half-elves, and then Lady Decur herself. And I'm adding an image 
what she looks like. Holy cow. I mean, good Whoa. evening. We have problems. <laughs> she looks like a fencer. Is there a mister? Whoever with this some scrolls. is. <laughs> is this you, like you guys? Whoa. Urkel's moved on. She is flanked. She is flanked by two tall half elf girls. You see the graceful female elf is the image of elven elegance. She is dressed in flowing silking, silken robes with a delicate pattern of grapevines. She sports an elaborate silver diadem atop her smooth scarlet hair, which falls past her waist. She steps noiselessly in delicate slippers, her hands clasped, and she nods at you all politely. She looks down at Nolly, and she kind of seems like perfectly poised, like not like, you know, thrown off by the situation. She says, Miss Petrie, I have heard you require our infirmary and Miss Sarlethi will take you and the injured to it immediately. Meanwhile, we have very important business to discuss in my office. But before, please introduce me to your friends. Nolly kind of looks at her and nods and says, yeah, Miss Lady Mialari, these, uh, I owe these here, my life and some of the lives of my men. They're uh, from out of town. They've been tracking down the people responsible for all the stuff going on in Kentargo as of late. Have you guys told Nolly about the triad at all? I'm pretty sure we mentioned that their name was the triad and that like we're looking <clears throat> for my brother and that we've been following them, but I don't think we've said anything okay. about the cult or either her yet. or yeah. the hell knight. I don't know if she may know. We I think we said something about it at, at Kite Hill. Okay. I think I had mentioned it. Yeah, at least. I see. You may all, all, you may also accompany us to this meeting then. We don't have much time. And she nods at Arlethi. And Arlethi is going to move forward uh, to Urkel and, like, kind of, like, here, bring. Let's take yeah. him, to, like, Frisgate to the infirmary. Yeah. Now, I'll take at him. this point. Who is wanting to go to the infirmary with Frizz and who is wanting to go to the office with Nolly and Mr. Kerr? Uh, you know that Aaron wants to go with Frizz. Okay. Um, will there be another opportunity to infirm ourselves? Like if we go to the meeting? Yeah, okay. yeah. Because like I'm, I'm wounded three but i'm at 70 hit points so like i can stand and like i'm i can move around so i right 
Um, it's more like, okay, this is like the very, it, it's just like Friss needs to be, his hand needs to be taken care yeah. of immediately. Right. But also Lady Decur needs to know what's going on from Nolly. So I'm allowing you guys to either split up or, you know, you can always talk to Lady Decur later, but. Right. I I think, Urkel, do you want to just go to the meeting and then we can like meet yeah, up with her if, and if afterwards? There is, if there is like an opportunity, like potentially like strategizing or whatever, like, yeah, I'll go, you know, like I'll go to the meeting, but I definitely want to make sure that Frizz is like, I think Urkel feels very responsible to make sure that he gets at least to the table first, you know? And if that's Aaron taking him, that's fine. But I don't think he would just be like, sure thing, here you go. Like, I definitely think somebody's got to go with him, you know? Yeah. So if Aaron's going with Frizz, then I'll go with Kaleri. Well, you wanted to go to the meeting. Okay, we can do that. All right. Aaron, you take Frizz. And Arlethi takes you down to the infirmary wing of the school. We're going to follow Urkel and Clare as they walk with Nolly and Lady Decur and her two students. At this time, Alinda and Hundi go to kind of the safer, like the safe house area where the bellflower, you know, stays in the school. And you guys walk down through the school and it's pretty beautiful. Urkel, you, this reminds you of some of the like nicest places you would be in like uh, Eladir on like formal occasions. Yeah, cool. But you kind of walk through and it's sunset, but you guys walk and there's this like open uh, courtyard full of like elven decor and greenery and hedges, things like that. And beautiful tapestries and art on the walls, stained glass. But you're brought down to a elegant looking door. It says Headmaster Decur on a plaque outside. She opens it and you all enter a small, very tidy office. And she sits down and you sit down in very comfy chairs. You hear, you smell the smell of mint tea brewing. She turns to you all and says, one of my girls notified me that she saw something interesting at Kite Hill. A grouping of red triangles crashing against purple squares. I knew we didn't have much time to react, but luckily, well, I should say unlucky for the thugs that attacked the school, we were in the middle of fencing lessons. Even with their blunted practice weapons, my students were able to repulse them. They are currently downstairs in one of our rooms locked to a table. Three in total. 
of these brigands. I was just pondering what to do with them when you all arrived. What what happened to you all? Lady Ducure, correct? Is that who we're speaking yes. to? Yes. It's a pleasure yes. to meet you. It's Urkel Short. Um, this is uh, Caleri of the Jaguar clan. Um, Pleasure's all mine. We um, had a run-in in a few locations, Kytil being one of them, uh, with some abomination from... Uh, the what did we know that what plane they're from what was it from like the shadow shadow plane plane, um that seemed to just appear out of thin air and we were able to subdue them along with the help of uh nolly here uh, and her friends um and doesn't seem like any any we lost any um from there we made our way out to the coffee house another safe haven uh for the halflings and ran into some old uh, apparitions of the old mayor, um, I believe, that was here and uh, from years ago. And uh, from what they told us, it was was not a very pleasant gentleman. Um, and I don't know if it was a lack of respect for the situation that we were in, but um, as you can tell, we didn't, we didn't fare very well. We barely managed to make it out alive. Um, one of our own is back in the infirmary and possibly the rough shape, roughest shape he's ever been in. So we're left trying to figure out what's going on here. Um, Calera, you mentioned you, you met with one of the, the guardsmen, the Hell Knights here. Um, what, what did you talk about again um, at the docks? Uh, uh, yes, sir. I uh, met with Lictor Sabinus uh, and let him know why we were here and of the information we had about the triad, those thugs that you were mentioning. And um, he had mentioned that there had been some going on, goings on in the shadows here. He was unsure if it were doings of the Umbral Court or, or someone else. Um, but there have been more and more instances of shadowy figures moving around the city and causing problems and causing conflict. Sadly, I guess also thankfully, we have reason to believe that this group of individuals are also the the people that we are here to follow, to chase. They are slavers, as you know, as the bellflower knows, and We have reason to believe that they have my brother, and they're responsible for a lot of evil going on in the world right now. We still haven't heard from Lictor Sabinus. We don't know if they've captured him or if he made his way over here after the coffee house, but... (sighs) And the patron of the Sunset Imports we uncovered recently that she had dealings with the Triad as well. And if that's the case, then I'm not sure if you have any information you could share with us about anyone else who potentially could be helping uh, this group. And if not, you may have some patrons downstairs that we need to go pay a visit to. 
I'm sure any information we can get from them would be helpful. I'm glad you captured them. The city is lucky to have you all. I apologize for your run-in at Kaitil and Coffee House. Kentargo hasn't seen days like this in almost four years. But I lived through that terrible time, as did my girls and the people of this city. And we will not be brought down by a band of thugs and slavers. I hear whispers of what goes on in this city. All things, it's no secret that all things usually come through me. But something about these thugs is different. They move and communicate better than any of the local gangs you might encounter on the streets. There's someone intelligent behind them. Someone running a show. Anytime you catch one of them out, they're taken care of before you get any answers. Which is why the fact that I have three of them in the basement below offers us all a unique opportunity to find out what's going on here. I couldn't agree more. I, I don't mind utilizing all of this facility to help your friend, whatever he needs medically, and yourselves as well. I only require that you get some information of the men below. <laughs> we can do that. I show you. And Nolly, you might want to cover your ears for this, but just know if you need any of them to disappear, no one will ever see them again. And I like your moves. I like your style. <laughs> well, thank you. You would get the vibe from the way she's talking if I didn't express it correctly, but like she seems very powerful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and like she knows this city very well. I and yeah. And you don't really want to be on her bad side. That's She's what a ball is the kind of right. I, I'm yeah. seeing, and part of me is like, I feel like there's an opportunity eventually. I think going through Urkel's head a little bit um, before Calaria finishes us up here is, uh, I think there's plenty we can ask of her. I would like to get on her good side first. Like if she's like, you need right. to get some stuff done. It's like, okay, we're great. And then we can ask about like allies and backup and armaments right. or whatever, you know. But I, we I do need think to, we. We've already got her kind of in our corner from, from right. protecting the bellflower and like 
helping get rid of like a common enemy too so like i think like right we're on the same page at least so i'm, I'm glad for that um, but uh Kaleri is also going to mention um i'm sure we'll be able to get a little bit more information from the thugs that you were able to capture but i wanted to offer up any a, a little bit more of the information that we have about them um you mentioned that they don't seem like the other gangs that kind of frequent this area and we have reason to believe that they're not we might be mistaken it's a possibility but we have reason to believe they're part of a crime syndicate that has reached across most of Galarian. Um, if you couldn't tell, I'm a Nakujai elf from the Mwangi and a neighboring city, Blood Cove, and a neighboring area of the Shackles. We've seen evidence of them there, too. The symbol that they all wear, that weird geometrical pointed thing, we've, we've seen it several thousand miles from here. I think they've got more power than we all realize. I'm not sure how much of that reaches here at Kentargo and what you've heard, but they are definitely more than just another gang, and I think we need to be careful. We also know Lasloon. That came out of the mouth of uh, the corpse oh, yeah, when yeah, we yeah, spoke yeah. with Dead. So I guess Arthur oh, would add yeah. that in too. Uh, yeah, we also know true. that the, there could be um, a leader in the mix goes by the name of Lasloon. Don't know if that rings any bells or if that's a name around town of somebody potentially hiding underground or hiding in plain sight, even. But that's about as much as we know about Is this there character. A camp, camp Lasloon somewhere. <laughs> Docks of Lasloon, Hotel Lasloon. <laughs> <laughs> I I will take this name and this sigil and share it with my informants and see if I can dig anything up. Until then, it's getting late. I think you all deserve a much needed rest. But if you are unable to sleep, the door to the basement can be unlocked whenever you please. Thank you so much for your time and for your helpfulness. And for allowing our friend to be taken care of here. And thank you for what you are going to do to help me. As she bows. <gasps> oh shit! Oh shit! She's what a do! We're gonna cut to the infirmary. Press a gag! Press a gag! You can pull through! You can do Aaron's, it! Aaron yells at... Guppy... Guppy is just beeping for no reason. Aaron, you are standing over Frizzigig, who is on a, like, stone slab. Like an island, like an operating kind of stone. This will do. That sounds terribly cold. And yeah, and sterile. And there are there's like a roll of healers tools and bandages and gauze and it's a it's a fully kitted infirmary. 
And I would say you're a little surprised by like, hmm, this seems more than just like the nurse's office at school, you know? Um, there's all kinds of stuff here. And like potions of healing and antidotes and things like that. Um, and Arlethi is kind of like standing across from you. She's got some gloves and a surgical mask on. But she kind of looks at you and looks at the hand and she says, I, I think there's many compound fractures here. Yeah. I'm afraid if we leave the hand, it will inevitably become infected. I'm sensing irreversible nerve damage. Yeah. Are, are you aware of this? Yeah, I am. The hand has to come off. I mean, look at it. It's a lump flesh mass of nothing. <laughs> I, the worst hand I've ever seen. <laughs> it's it's, it's my hand trash. you're talking about. <laughs> He's looking at the wrong hand. He's looking at the right hand. It's the ugliest oh hand. Have you ever gotten a, a can of cherry jello and put it into a Ziploc bag and smash it around? Oh my god. I have an idea. That's that was that was horrific. That was horrific on my ears. What if we what if we transplant the other hand? On? Oh my god. So it'll still be one-handed, but just backwards on the other side, so it's even more difficult. I love the, one of his the music. I love the music we picked for this was so somber and sad because we knew the scene would be sad, and here we are joking about foot frizz. Yeah. Hand. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. <clears throat> Let me get back to serious mode. Beep beep. Yeah. Beep beep. We know. I I think. I think he knows too. But you have like a hatchet or something. <laughs> What? <laughs> she pulls out a great sword. Whoa! <laughs> Frizzy kick revs up. up a chainsaw. Mm -hmm. That'll do. Uh, but yeah, we are going to pan away. Paging, uh, paging Doctor uh, Aaron. Paging Doctor Aaron down at the front desk. Uh, we've got an amputation. Over. Oh my god! We're going to pan away. Fucking military. We are going to pan away. <laughs> no chance. I want you to describe Aaron what happens. <laughs> grabs the hacksaw. And we fade to black. <laughs> we fade to red. Oh. That's right. Now, at this point, we fade back in. You're out of the operating part of the infirmary and in the recovery room. I imagine it's something similar to Harry Potter, where he's laying in that open, open, like, Infirmary um, with like room. six beds or whatever. Ooh, see, in, in my yeah, head, yeah. it was uh, when Frodo gets to Rivendell and he has his little like fever dream. Oh. Um, uh, everyone speaking over him and such. And then, oh, it's like bright white, everything. And That's interesting. In my head, in. it was like the beginning of Pokemon Mewtwo where you're in the glass tube and we're all <laughs> surrounding you what? and talking about... <laughs> Talking about how we made you. <laughs> <laughs> a fine specimen. 
Brzezik has like the little like snorkel thing that's giving him oxygen. He's just like floating yeah, in this floating. like water tube. <laughs> See, now I'm just on fluid. Star Wars Episode Five. And and then there's We're just like a bubble covering like his his groin area, <laughs> <laughs> completely nude. Yeah. I'm holding yeah. the clipboard. <laughs> Magnificent. And then his eyes open and they're white and cracks yeah. in the glass. <laughs> we never asked if we should. We only yeah. asked if we what could. What have we done? Rizigig is going to run off and he's going to make clones of all of you and then he's going to come back to fight you all to prove a point. This is trash. What a trash episode. It's going to be so bad. It's mutating off the side Sorry. of yeah. right Sorry. That was my bad. That okay. was my this bad. was not supposed to be a joke episode. Yeah, what are we doing? This needs to be good. This needs to be good. Okay, okay, but yes, we see the somber friends sitting in chairs around Frizzgig, who is sitting in the infirmary recovery bed. And at this point, it is now nighttime. Imagining it's somewhere like eight or nine o'clock. Frizzgig is sleeping. Um, there are also beds in this infirmary for you all to rest in as well. Get a long night rest, get your spells back. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that Aaron has like treat, treated everyone's wounds. No more wounded condition for right now. Um, but you guys are free to sleep or you're free to make a trip downstairs to visit the three thugs. But Headmaster Decur has requested that you don't go snooping around the school anywhere else you're not supposed to be right so when you say heal uh treated our wounds are we full health no wounded or yeah you can treat wounds every 10 minutes so you guys are like full hp now okay that's huge i haven't been full hp in like a month of real time <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah yeah i think i i think truth be told as much as I think Zach is like, let's go talk to these clowns. Like, I definitely think Urkel is like the guys can wait, you know, like they can just wait. We should probably all just be here tonight in case Frizz gets up. I think I think that's kind of his headspace. Like boys can have some time to think about what they've done downstairs. Spanking. Yep. I think. uh I'm there with you. I think also Clary, like having been there when the other thug got sniped, like in the mm. mouth right in front of me, mm. I think she's a little bit more fearful that they're going to somehow still be killed before we have a chance to talk to them. But I think she's still going to hang around, but I think she's like pacing a little bit. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, Aaron, how's he doing, Aaron? How'd it go? Uh, um, chance, did it go well? Any mistakes? How high did we give me? Up? Yeah, let's let's see a medicine roll. Uh oh, medicine time. Well, One. he's just, he's just checking, right? He's, it's his, it's just Aaron checking to see if he knows if it went well, right? It's not like he's like, how'd it go, Aaron? He's like, uh, actually, I'm mid procedure. Ah, uh, ninety sixteen, four thirty six. Okay, 
Huge. Aaron Amazing. did a very well job. Very. I did a very well. Very, job. very well, well job. job. Yeah, let's do that. Very well job. Um, and <laughs> you would assume because of this, it you just did a good job, and the recovery is going to be easier than if someone would have just kind of like hacked it off, right? So. Well, Urkel, here's the thing. I didn't fuck it up <laughs> any more than it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It's no, it looks a good. stump, but it's a good stump. I know this is strange to say because he's, you know, what, level 10 now, I think, is what you told us. But he just looks so, so small. <laughs> I feel like we changed him a little bit. Sorry. Please don't turn this into a roast. Who of are you egg. calling small? <laughs> Frizzing, it comes away. Ah! No, you. You better be glad he's not awake to hear that. <laughs> Look at him, Larry. <laughs> Look at him. Look at how pathetic he is. It's like that oh, meme. It's it's like they would be very yeah, angry no, if is. they could read. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I don't, at least I don't these know children would be angry mean. if they could read. Every time you're asleep and I look over at you, I say, "Damn, he's old." <laughs> We gotta be careful with him. He could die any moment now. You know what? Kinda... I'm gonna oh take goodness. every little bit of sympathy that I have, and I'm just gonna continue to push it down. Uh, uh, That's what I'm doing today. Imagine like Urkel sleeping, and then they like he's snoring, and then he stops snoring, and everyone's like, "Did he die in sleep?" <laughs> 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 and just a, and then just, oh and then just a huge. It's just like a brief snore, no snoring, and then just a huge fart, yeah. and then continue snoring. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> nope, just gas. <laughs> Stinky gas. Guys, we said we were going to be serious yeah. again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't deal uh, with tragedy. I can't. Uh, I know. I, I can't is. either. I'm in total loopy mode. This is how we cope with uh, yeah. the yeah. Is, um, <laughs> I don't, don't know about his size, but I do feel like we kind of dragged him this far. I don't yeah. know if he really would have been here of his own volition. Mm. I don't know. Sometimes I worry that if something were to happen to Frizzigig, uh, I don't know. I feel like he didn't even want to be doing this anyway. If it mm. were up to him, he'd be back home with Jeremiah and his pups, taking care of them, making sure they're safe. I mean... Thank God if he's, he's been here, because I'd be dead if he wasn't, but sometimes I feel like he wishes he weren't, if you know what I mean. He bought into his uh, his lie there. I don't know. I think he knows deep down that if he wasn't here, long-term problem for those back home. <laughs> you know? <coughs> but I understand. Does Frizzigig wake up, Silas? <laughs> weak little cops. See, this would have been the perfect time for you to get mono, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, why? The timing. Uh, Man. Uh, I didn't think about that. No, um, oh, does Frizzigig have to do a fortitude save to see how far recovered he is? No. Imagine. Yeah. Like I, I imagine. Like, like, am I recovered yet? Well, I yeah. So I imagine it's like there's a level of like. 
every bone in your hand is shattered, so there's only so much like a healing potion could do, but I imagine mm-hmm. drinking a healing potion super speeds up the like healing the nub, as they say. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Medical. Right. <laughs> as they say. Um, no, fr- Frizzy Gig, yeah, it starts to stir a little bit and his eyes flutter. He kind of goes, what? Uh, uh, and uh, and he, I think he brings his uh, his hands in quotes uh, up to his uh, face to kind of like rub it, and then uh, and his eyes shoot open in that moment, and he remembers everything again. And I think he just lets his arms fall by his sides uh, and just stares at the ceiling a little bit, trying to process all of the information flooding back to him. Hey, Frizz. You doing all right? I'm glad that you're awake. What what does all right mean? Surgery was a success. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Aaron still has your hand if you want to see it. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't. Mm -mm. Aaron puts the jar back behind his back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pretend like I didn't see that. Later. I'll have it for you later. I don't know, Frizz. You're smart. You can come up with something, right? I mean, you haven't let anything stop you before. You'll you be fine. Have a hook, hook shot. <laughs> go, go, catch it. As of right now, Frizz, you're in great hands. This is a very good facility, and we had been fortunate enough to have very good access to the best care here. He said that you need rest. And they said they pumped you full of potions to make you feel better. You should be able to take the wraps off in the morning. Just yeah, like, Riz, do you want more drugs? Just a healing, a healing potion IV. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's Urkel said, gold liquid. Herbal said you're in good hands. What a bastard. Yeah, real poor yeah, choice yeah. of words. Good, Riz, everyone um, else, Calary's like, you'll figure it out. It's not that <laughs> big of a deal. You've never let it leak, keep you down before, Frizz. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, Rizzy Gig uh, says, um, where's, where's my stuff? Somebody hand me my book. This is bag just nearby, Chance. So I'll grab his grab his book and toss it to him. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, we weren't able to save the book. It was down in the fire. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> they I used the book to to, to reconstruct the book also your lost arm. The hand. <laughs> the book. The book is now part of you. <laughs> Yo, that's it's awful, what they use but... in the transplant. Um. Now, Risky takes it and. You know, we don't talk about the book a lot because I think Frisgoo's really kind of outgrown it, but it's still what he keeps all of his recipes in. Um, uh, but it's the same book he's had since he was a kid. He's wrote everything down in it. I think he opens, which he rarely does, opens to one of the first couple pages. Um, and uh, and there's uh, in uh, even worse uh handwriting uh, that of a goblin child there's a little um phrase written in there and it says well he says it out loud. Says, there's nothing 
fixed that can't be broken. There's nothing broken that can't be fixed. My mom told me that. I, uh, I broke a, a finger when I was really little, playing around with stuff way beyond anything I knew at that point. Uh, it blew up in my hands and, and yeah, um, and she told me that while she wrapped it up and I wrote it down cause it stuck with me. Some wise words for his. Admire your spirit. Yeah, it just keeps rolling around in my head. Both parts of it. Anything in mind? I got magic. Got some magic if you need it. I've got weapons. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've got my... I I don't really know what to do with this information. <laughs> exactly. We all know that I am of no help, but I mean, at least you've got Guppy as a second pair of. Mm. Stop <laughs> saying. Stop saying at least. No more at least. Where is Guppy? You guys, you guys picked him up when I passed out, right? Guppy, right somebody pick him up. Him in your... Guppy is asleep in the uh, in the surgery room. He Did no one pick really him up? Tired. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, was to has totally up. been in forensic eight sleep the whole time. Um, yeah, Trick he question. He's the here the whole time. He's here the whole time. He's uh, been tickling me this old conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll make it work. I guess I always do, but I don't think I've ever. Uh, hmm. Riz, yep. do you want to do a funeral for your hand sometime? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just an idea. I, no, I'm sir. going through various levels of it's fine to, mm. oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what the fuck. Um, right. I'm oscillating between those two extremes. And then Frisky just very wide-eyed is staring at the ceiling. What can we do for you right now? What do you need? Space? Nah, Something just strong. Strong. just something to drink. You can all uh, stay right where you are. It's good. Hey, Frizz, they told me we're going to torture some guys later. <laughs> Cook some ass. Wow. You want to join? They've got actually try it. Actually, thugs. you have to join. <laughs> yeah, I can put a little uh, menacing hook on the end of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the spirit. That'll be scary. That's the frizzing gig spirit. <laughs> Is there anything that we can pick up for you from town McDonald's. tomorrow for the gig? I mean, McDonald's. <laughs> such a hospital. Why is that such a hospital thing in my mind? Like, I'm. we're going to go get McDonald's. Would you like anything? Are you hungry? Because <laughs> it's the only thing open at one in the morning know, when you're dude. visiting them in the, in the emergency so room. That's so funny. That's so bad. I'm sorry. Um, 
It's late. Do you guys go to bed? I'm assuming you guys want to go to bed. Aaron wants to go to bed. He wants his spells. Oh, I was assuming that, um, well, I don't know. I mean, it would be like pretty, I, I feel like Fisher Gig was out for a long time. I think it would be like pretty late at night. Just for kind yeah. of. You guys are, fr you guys I are free to question them now, or you can rest up and do in the morning. I think, I think. <laughs> I don't want to do anything without any. Okay. This is what I'll do. This is what, I'll, this is the safe way to do this. Um, I think cinematically Urkel is going to go by himself Oh, stop and take it. a look. No, no, no. Cause I'm not going to interact. It's just going to be cool. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. <laughs> Let him do uh, it. If I can get down there, is there like a, I'm, I'm envisioning like a stairwell and then like the table or like a couple rooms and they can like, can I see them from the stairwell? But can they see me? Isn't it locked? You also can just cast invisibility with your cloak. No, because I want to do the if. Yeah, OK, let's start that. Let's start with that. I'll be invisible. I'll walk down the stairs. Am okay. I able to see them? I just want to see if they're alive. Yeah. Yeah, you walk down the stairs. And you can peek around and you see that they're there are three thugs and they're just slumped over manacled to like some pipes one to like a heavy table and you know are they awake they appear to be kind of dozing I'm gonna hear a match light from the darkness you see a cigar light up and the draw in the darkness as Urkel just watches him for a bit. He's going to go back up. They're alive. That's all. Nice. <laughs> Fair enough. Not, not assassinated. So we can sleep. Yeah, I'm okay with sleeping. They're not dead. Chance. Get our stuff um, back. In... As Kaleri is going to bed, I would like to do kind of a recollection of our conversation with the headmaster. Um, did anything seem off at all or was it like pretty normal? Yeah. Because like it seems like she's got a lot of secrets, um, yeah. which yeah, is fine. Do, do like, a that's perception just how check power. to like remember oh, how everything like, went. Yeah. Right. Like, if it seemed like she knew more than she was letting on, like, how did she capture these guys alive when, like, everybody else has died anytime we even look at them? Um, oh, super solid roll. Uh, 38. You are confident that she was being, like, helpful. Okay. Sweet. But it sounds like. It sounds like she's like happy to help and happy to do good, but she's also like almost sociopathic to where she'll like ask something from you in return, right? Like, hey, thanks for this. You can do this. I gave you this. Now you owe me a little bit. Mm -hmm. So. So it works in the streets. That's right. But I, I do think she is being. I would say she's being very generous. Right. And you know 
it because she knows you can get her something that she currently can't get. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, from the way she was talking, she's a bit puzzled of the triad. Like they they yeah. operate different than what she's used to. And the fact that you guys have run into them and have, you know, taken them out, she sees you guys as good allies. So. Okay. Sweet. That's all I was worried about. Okay. I go to bed then. I think we get up super early, like as soon as we're ready, like as soon as we've had, a, well, if we were going to bed late, we're going to get up at like nine. That's fine. Whatever. All right. You guys wake up. Feeling pretty good. You bounce. I, I mean, you guys bounce back pretty quick with like magic and all of the, um, you know, bandages and stuff. And Aaron, you have all your spells. You meditate for Zikig. You prepare your, um, all of your alchemical items. Granted, it's a bit slower. Yeah. But at this point, it is early morning, breakfast-ish time. And you guys here there's like morning like yoga practice happening in the courtyard and like kind of exercise routine kind of stuff that you see these like various aged half elf girls like performing some of them are pretty young you know uh and some of them are obviously like I, I, I kind of forget the like <laughs> the average age of half elves. I know it's much longer than humans, but there you see there's a variety. Some are really short, young girls, and some are like more like teen looking ones. But what do you guys do? I think uh, in the morning, like as soon as um, she wakes up, Claire kind of like does a thing where like she like when you're late for work, right? You've got to be at work first thing in the morning and you wake up and like your alarm says like 15 minutes till you have to be there um and it takes 10 minutes to get there um she kind of like wakes up and goes <gasps> and she like jumps out of bed and throws her arm around really quick and she's like oh shit, they've, they've got to be dead they've got to be dead and she goes and she's like guys we got we gotta go we gotta go we gotta see if they're still there um and she's gonna like run down the stairs to see if the thugs are dead or not yeah, you go down and you see them just still like kind of like as you guys get down there, they like immediately kind of like freeze, you know, but you can tell they were talking and like kind of messing around. But immediately uh, you guys see. get down there, they're just like stoic. See, Clara, no, no problem. Just a moment to have my toast. <clears throat> oh, no, we're, we're good. We can take as much time as we needed. I just... I was just worried something might have happened to them in the middle of the night. That's all. Let's do this now. Anyone opposed? Take this out. Take take care of this early morning. And uh, we'll have the afternoon to... uh, Ooh, follow Go to church. Maybe go to church. (laughs) I mean, <laughs> the Temple of Shaylin. 
Is there any one of the bunch that looks uh, more higher rank than the others? Not from just looks, but as you guys kind of enter and you enter kind of an old classroom, it's a bit dusty. Uh, it, it just hasn't seen uh, too much use and it's mostly for storage, right? Like kind of desks stacked on top of desks and chairs kind of all stacked up in the corner. And as you guys walk in, you know, they're standing still like chained to various uh, objects. And one, one of them kind of speaks up and says, all right. I've had time to think down here. We all know how this is going to go. Me and the lads have talked and we're totally fine sharing what we know. But we're going to need safe transport out of this city. Because you know as well as we do, the second we leave this school, we're dead. So if you want to know what the triad's up to in Kentargo, we ask for 200 gold pieces up front and a ship out of this port. Hmm. Aaron says, hey guys, huddle up. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it's, we need to say, need to talk for a moment, gentlemen. Um, uh, we're going to go where they yeah, can't uh, hear yeah, us, yeah, yeah. obviously. Uh, right. right by, right next to us. Back up the stairs. Um, yeah, <laughs> also, uh, just a few steps up the stairs. Hey, is, we just make them close their ears. Is, is the lady going to be cool with that? I, I didn't meet her. Are we cool with that? I, well, I... Aren't we doing this for her? I thought we'd check that first and then check what we want to do. Right. I mean, uh, this is pretty bad, dude. For ourselves as well. I don't really mind saying yes. And then we can go, you know, like ask. And then the answer is obviously no. And then we just take our money back. Right, right. Do we even have 200 gold on us? No. I mean, mm -mm. <laughs> Aaron, you got any uh, illusions in that grab bag of spells? Illusory gold. Ooh, that's nice. Make gold. Yeah. Fake yeah, gold. it really only Fool's needs to stick around for Fool's like thirty minutes, gold. probably. I okay. Here's the other. Here's the other fun. Just we either go with what they say. I'm trying to figure out how to make this idea work. We have in our possession a Scarlet Triad cloak of uh, Mr. Vero. And uh, we could pull kind of what we did at Sunset Imports, make them believe that we're uppery ups of the triad, tell them that they're fucked anyway, and but uh, that doesn't really give what us any. Yeah, but then why would they tell us the triad right, if we were the triad? Right, right. Yeah, didn't exactly. really give us any terrible shit idea. <laughs> what the hell, Urkel? <laughs> You're so right. Somebody else take charge here. <laughs> Our Urkel next idea. This is why <laughs> Zach is fuming. 
Zach is punching the drywall behind you. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Zach, I just didn't. Zach, excuse me. I said Zach, but I meant. No, no, no. Urkel, I didn't Urkel, think great this idea. Way. We promised them the money. Maybe we show it to them through an illusion or whatever. As soon as they spill the information, you come in Flash with the cloak the and yep. you say, right. You dirty rats spilled the beans. No <laughs> gold or safe passage for oh you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> No, I mean, That's a terrible idea. That's your punishment is no gold or safe passage. Not like a slip road. <laughs> if, if we give them, guilt, kill them we use guilt. You know, 200 gold in a ship. We're giving the triad 200 gold in a ship. Absolutely. Like they're not, That's how I feel. They're not getting out. No, I, it doesn't, right. I, they're, I, they're gonna get I believe caught. them. I believe them, right? Like they, right. they truly know that they're going to die if they leave this place. I, I think there's a chance they get away from Kintargo at the very least and maybe change their lives a bit out there, but I don't know how much we can really guarantee them safety even, but all we they really want is 200 gold up front, so. We don't have money. I've got this armor. It's worth a lot of mm -hmm. money. Uh, let's maybe we can strike a Clary slaps her 1700 gold exactly. victory plate. We can, we can just... I I, I have this nice I Rolex watch. It's kind of icky, but they're bad people, and any money we give them is not going to be used in a good way. Like if we give them Whoa. something, moral compass frizz is uh, ethics are he's coming up. coming in hard. Clary puts yeah, her I mean, says, I mean, like, like well, it's it's well, Chris. It, <sighs> these are these are thugs. These are yeah. low level guys. Who knows what's what's going on? Okay, there there are so many people all over Galarian kill who are in a rough spot. Also, like they're bad, I'm, I'm and they're that. told. I don't think told, they make, it, make a quick any help. Make a quick gold piece. Send it back to your family. I'm sorry. All I'm saying is they may I not be you. as evil as they seem. Galarian says, but this pulls out her uh, spear. It's worth 150 gold. Um, I think that. We could use this, and then, like, if anybody has any other, like, maybe, like, a, a dagger. I also pull out, like, the cold iron dagger that I've got on me. Right. I say, these two together are about worth 200 gold. I think this will at least get us somewhere. It's worth a start. Everyone's going to turn around. All right. I mean, I think we, like, like, before you, like, like also, like, these people don't. They don't really have much to bargain with. They they are trading information for their lives. Like we've got a lot of power in this situation, so don't don't just roll over and give them anything they want. Like if we walk away, they're gonna they're gonna regret it. I'm doing. I think we should do our very best to try to establish some sort of rapport and get what we need. Because every time we've tried to do this in the past, it's always ended poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Did we tell Calmont uh, to like? Fuck I don't know. We said some. We said some pretty weird things to Calmont. <laughs> yeah, we really did. Yeah, we? no, that is. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, yeah. we have a, a, a counter bargain, if you will. Uh, we are a little bit short on gold at the moment. However, we do have some weaponry here that is worth the amount. We can do everything in our power to get you to port safely. We have a deal. I rolled diplomacy to get like some sort of buff. Yeah, yeah. Buff. Some oh, sort of buff. buff. Oh, buff. 32. 
The guy that was talking before kind of looks the other two. All right. Once we get to port, I'll tell you what you want to know. No. Ergo's going to crack his knuckles. Uh, That wasn't part of the arrangement that we initially had talked about. You'll tell us what we need to know now, and you'll take our word for it. Your bargaining chip is here. If we tell you what you want to know, we're never leaving this basement. If you don't tell us which we want to know, you're never leaving the basement. Yeah, (laughs) really. And we are here to be honest, but what we won't allow is what happens to the Scarlet Triad. You want us to march you out to docks so that you and your cronies can jump us and take all we have and kill us? Kaleri puts her hand on Urkel's shoulder and says, No, they've got a point. Let's go. It's not worth our time. And she starts walking back up the stairs. Yep. And she grabs her knife and her spear. No deal. Pack up, do the same. Mm Mm-hmm. I look at the I look at the weakest looking one and I cast fear on him and then I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I say uh oh are you going to are you going to no. say something? We're not oh, going to say dick. Are you saying something now? You saying something? Oh, you saying <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> Perhaps we can alter our deal. What do you want to know? That's noon. That's the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yes.